Okay. Yes. I gotta I gotta go. Okay. Bye bye. What happened? My uh shoot, what happened? This broadcast of the PJC Media Network seeks to present wholesome, thought-provoking, and entertaining content. However, the views expressed by the hosts of PJC Media are theirs and theirs alone. They do not reflect the views of this network or its affiliates. Please utilize listener discretion. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Let's Talk About It with Jenny White Show. Each week, we feature different topics concerning issues that sometimes can be difficult to talk about. These issues concern children and adults who may be autistic, have Asperger's, or have mental disorders of any kind. We will discuss law enforcement and how they interact with these persons. Now, let's start the show. Good evening. Good evening. And Thank you for calling in to the Let's Talk About It with Jenny White show. Tonight we're going to talk about some of the most common mental health disorders. But before we're going to say hi to my co-host, Mr. Coleman. How you doing? Good evening, Jenny White. How are you today? I'm good. How about you? Good, good. Great Friday. Oh, yes. It's always great when it's Friday. And tonight we're talking about mental health disorders. And most common types of clinical depression is a mental health disorder characterized by persistently depressed mood or loss of interest in activities, causes significant impairment in daily life. Possible causes include a combination of biological, psychological, and social sources of distress. Increasingly, research suggests these factors may cause changes in brain function, including altered activity of certain neural circuits in the brain. The persistent feeling of sadness or loss of interest that characterizes major depression can lead to a range of behavioral and physical symptoms. These may include changes in sleep, appetite, energy level, concentration, daily behavior, or self-esteem. Depression can also be associated with thoughts of suicide. So those are some of the things that mental health disorders have. And we have a guest that's uh, with us 
I think she is. Miss Aisha, if you are with us, can you press the one on your phone, please, and let us know if you're here. Okay, so you are here. So how are you doing? Mm-hmm. I'm doing fine. How are you doing? And you good? I'm okay. And the- so, so would you like to give us just a, a short thing about uh, you, just you? Hmm. A short thing about me. Just uh, a, a short biography. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. where where do you live? Because I know you're not in Michigan. Right. I used to live, actually live in Detroit for about four years when I, I was married really young with my uh, first husband. I had five daughters with him. Lived in Detroit, moved back to California where I was born and raised. So now I live in Victorville, California. Um, okay. Actually, yeah. And my husband um, passed away. And I, he passed away in 2019. I remarried. But we, we were not together since 2005. So I, I recently got remarried in 2005. So I'm living here with uh, in Victorville, California with my new husband. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm, I'm semi-retired, um, just enjoying my life as a grandmother and a mother to my, uh, I have three daughters uh, and a son and uh Four grandchildren, maybe, wait, let me think. My son has four, yeah, five <laughs> grandchildren. Okay. He has five grandchildren. So that, that's, a, that's, a, that's, that's a short little summary of what, what my life is right now. Okay. Well, that's a good thing. And mm-hmm. I think that you can tell us a little bit about uh, mental health. And mm-hmm. will you sure, uh, share some of that with us, please? Yes. Uh, hmm. Like I mentioned earlier, I had five daughters. Uh, now I have three. I had two that suffered with mental health issues. Um, I don't know what – I believe that um, – when I divorced from father, the, it, it kind of triggered some of this behavior in one of them, the younger one, when she was like uh, in the eighth grade. It triggered it and caused, she has some eating disorders, cutting, uh, what else did she have? Uh, because she refused to go see someone. So she, was, she wasn't diagnosed early on until she got like 16. She was about 13 at this age. Uh, so um, the eating and the cutting was not brought to my attention. I found out about that, like, because someone came to my house and uh, I, I actually went into my daughter's room and she didn't have any furniture in there. And I had, I had a bed in there, all kind of stuff. And she had... I don't know. She had taken everything out of there, and all there was was a like towels and sheets on the floor, I guess. And it was it smelled awful. And her room was on the other side of mine. I was in a big old five-bedroom house. I was working every day. And when I went in there, I was like, "What's going on? What's happening?" 
nothing. I said, where's your, where's the bed? Where, where's all this stuff at? When did you, when did you get it out the room? How did you get all it? You know, but anyway, so, uh, I don't Can know. Can you say that I, she I, was sleeping on the floor? Yeah, she had to have been sleeping on the floor. I don't know how long because I had just moved to the house and furnished the house with brand new furniture in everybody's room. And I, I don't know, I, you know. So, so she was sleeping on the floor when I walked in there, and I was trying to talk to her like, "Hey, we need you to get some help. Like, what's going on with you?" And she didn't want to talk. And she also had a best friend, and she wanted me to move the best friend into my house alone. It was a young lady that was in school with her, and the mother had to move because she couldn't afford. She didn't have a job. She didn't afford to stay in her place. And I told her I wasn't moving people in my house. I didn't know. So the best friend moved away, too. So this, this kind of sent her in a down spiral oh, wow. as well. Yeah, so she was really struggling. And she kind of did and everything was my fault, I'm sure, in her head, everything. And she chose not to communicate with me, but she was communicating with a daughter of mine. Uh but I, I just didn't know what was happening, and I, she just would just refuse to go somewhere. Then I put her, I put her on independent studies because she she didn't want to go to um, school anymore. So I was like, okay, independent studies, make it straight A's. Uh, put her on independent studies. Kept talking to her when she got about. So that was about thirteen, late fourteen. By the time she was fifteen. Close to 16, she wanted to go some to behavioral health, and I took her there, and they diagnosed her with like five, uh, I think bipolar uh, depression, uh, bipolar depression. Uh, they didn't talk to me; they talked to her by herself. But she was telling me, "Oh, I was diagnosed with bipolar depression." This is. I, I don't I don't remember the others. So she she did share with me back then and I was just like, Okay, then I wanted to talk to the lady and the lady was like, Well, I think she, you know, you just need to leave her alone. I'm like, No, alone. no, no, no. The, the psychiatrist just told me this like she got issues with you, you causing problems with her. I'm like, Okay. This is one side of the story. Um and my daughter never went back again. And she didn't get up, put on. She got put on medication, but then she would quit taking it. She told me it made her very suicidal. And she she ended up graduating high school, going on to college. You know, oh, but she, my daughter that she was gonna, she wasn't gonna live long. She told me that probably since she was fourteen. Like every time I would say, "So where you want to go to school? That made no difference. I'm not gonna be here." Oh, I'm like okay. I'll say, what do you mean you're not going to be? I'm not going to be here, Mommy. I'm not going to be living. Like when she was um, with the bulimia, I was like, oh, my God, look at your teeth. Look at your teeth. She said, so what? I'm not going to live long. Why, why? Leave me alone. And I was like, why? Why Why don't you want to live, Mommy, the world? The world, Mommy. Who would want to live in this world? Why, Mommy, Mommy, look at, why would you bring us here? Mm. Look at that. I mean, they, they made it seem like it was my fault. I had them and brought them to this world. I don't know if they were just this because the other daughter did the same thing. Why would you have kids knowing how this world is? Why would you bring us here? You know, we don't want to be here. And I was like, okay. <laughs> like, and I would just 
try to engage them and interact with them on different levels. Um, okay, so you're here now. What do you plan on doing? Okay, I plan on going to school, um, getting educated. And I was really scared for the one that kept telling me she wasn't going to be here. I just remember praying to God that um, don't let her – I didn't want her to go to school out of, out of state since she kept saying she was going to kill herself. I, I just did not want her. I didn't want to – I wanted to be able to find her if something happened to her. Oh, she told she you there. that? Well, she told me this on the, all the time, her whole life. I'm not going to be here. I'm not going to live long. I'm not, Mommy, I'm not going to live long. I'm not going to get old. I'm not going to. Yeah, she told me this all the time. And if something would happen in her life, she would threaten to kill herself after I would tell people stuff. If you go back and say this, I'm going to kill myself. And I told her, I'm not going to, you're not going to hold this hostage over me. Uh, you're not going to do that with me, you know. Uh, it's just not going to happen. But, oh, yeah, she told me all the time she was going to kill herself. Now, my second daughter, I never knew. My second daughter, they blamed her when my my first daughter committed. Now, my my first daughter that, that committed suicide, her death certificate says accidental overdose. She created a concoction. She must have went on the Internet and put something together. They couldn't even figure out what was in her system. My oh, my daughter, that's a little like a few years older than her. She was in. She had a full ride PhD program in Berkeley. She was oh, getting wow. her PhD. And, yeah, and she found out her baby sister died, and they called her up and said, "Why?" Well, they found they they told on the computer that. She was communicating with her baby sister back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And she was telling her, I want to die. Ooh, I'm going to kill myself. Ooh, and and my, my my daughter was telling her, don't do it, don't do it. And she was like, no, I'm going to do it. And she said, oh, my God, daddy's here. Daddy's at the house and mommy's letting him stay here. I would let their father become homeless because he, he suffered from depression. So I would let him come and sleep in the living room with one of my other daughters. And so she was like, well, I can't kill myself now because daddy's here. And, you know, we don't know this conversation is going on. And so the father came here and found out he had stage four prostate cancer. He's in the hospital. He's dying. They're giving him six months to live. And I come back and I tell my daughter, wow, your father is really sick. And she just broke down and started crying. And um, I said, wow, they, they don't think he's going to live that long. And he because he refused treatment. And, and I remember we were taking turns going to see this man at the hospital and she was taking turns with us. Uh, all of us were not the, not the other daughter that was in Berkeley cause she was in Berkeley. We were all in Victorville and um, she, she switched nights with me and that's the night she decided to take her life. And the daughter in Berkeley, they kind of blamed her for it. They got a call to the email her sisters called her up. Why, would, why you didn't tell us? We could have helped her. If you'd have told us, we would have helped her. But no, you kept this to yourself. And of course, she gonna feel bad. And um, she tried to kill herself two weeks after this. And wow. she came home. She, and I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't know she tried to kill herself. She told me like a six months, maybe five months later. Mommy, you know I tried to kill myself, right? I said no, because nobody told me. I said no. I said, why would you do that? It was after Belinda died. I said, Ann, why, why would you try to kill yourself? I just didn't want to be here, Mommy. I said, okay. I said, how did you try to kill yourself? I don't know why I asked her that, but she said, I put a, put some coals in a barbecue pit. 
And um, I lit them, and I closed all the doors, and we started laughing. I don't know why. That was sad because when I think about it, she hung herself later. Huh? She made sure she wasn't going to be. She hung, she hung herself in her closet later. You know, because hmm. my first daughter created some concoctions. The second daughter, my daughter was big, like the one in Berkeley, the one I'm talking about. She she had some weight on her. And I just couldn't have. And she had two roommates because she had a full ride with two roommates. She, was, she had got an apartment. And these people had to find her. Like they couldn't, they didn't even know she was, she wanted, she hit, she put herself in the closet. And the only reason why somebody knew something had happened because the heat was on. This was 2019. And you can smell after four or five days, you know, her body was decomposing. Oh, wow. So she yeah. did that at school? Well, she did it in, in, in yeah, she was at, in a, uh, an apartment. Oh, but she okay. was going to school. She had she had three. It was three of them in an apartment. Two roommates and her. Oh, okay. Uh, a three bedroom apartment, and uh, and I, I just said, wow. You know, you know, something is wrong with people, really, uh, because they had put it. My daughter, this one I'm talking about, that was in Berkeley. She was seeing a psychiatrist uh, three hours a day for six months straight. This is how uh, how something was going on with her. She was on outpatient therapy. She was going every single day. The school was canceled. Well, of course, you know, they got the um, mental health programs. So she told me, and then they was trying all these medications. She came home, and she couldn't even function one time. I remember she was losing stuff. We'd go to the store. She couldn't remember where she put the bag in. I thought something was wrong with her. I was like, why are you so uncoordinated? What's going on? How you, oh, mommy, they're trying different medications. But the problem with both of my children, they could never sleep. <laughs> never, never. At night, they would be up all night. They couldn't, and, but their father was like that too. He always wore a graveyard because he couldn't sleep either. All my daughters, well, except for one of them, uh, two of them, but being up all night, and they wow. were, I can't sleep, Mommy. You got something. All all night, never could go to sleep. I, and we'll be in school trying to study, be up all night, be tired the next day. But they, they could never go to sleep, and especially the last one, um, Taj, the one, the one that was in Berkeley, she was like, of course they wouldn't give her any medication either because they thought she would overdose with it. So, I mean, they would give her, medi- you know, psychotic medication, which, you know, give you psychotic thoughts if you're suicidal. So they gave her that kind of stuff, but they wouldn't give her anything to let her sleep, you know. And um, But I never had a heads up with Todd, with Todd. Never had a head up with her. Never thought that she would do that. Nobody could have ever thought. I mean, I wouldn't have never thought, even though, Except when she came and told me, you know, I tried to do this after Belayla died. I was like, okay. Now, Belayla, I, I, I knew that was going to happen. I knew it. I just, because she told me all the time. You know, I thought maybe she would come into something that would take those thoughts away. Because I told her, I said, when I was younger, I was shy. I was withdrawn. I didn't want to be around people. Because everything she would describe, I told her, I want to do that kind of thing. You know, because she, she was extremely shy. All of my children were, I was the same one. I was the same way. 
uh, didn't want to engage people. Uh, we were, I was like that. So I just thought it was something they would come out of, like, oh, she'll come out of it. Mommy, I don't – I wanted to give her, get her driver's license. Oh, Mommy, if I get in the car, I feel like I'm going to just turn it towards somebody and run to them. I just looked at her like, no, you're not. That's just a thought, okay? You can get that out of your head. You know, y'all don't even realize that hmm, it's just something deeper going on here. You don't you don't realize that when you have a because the conversation is not complex. It's just so normal. Oh, mommy, if I get in the car, I'm gonna just turn it towards somebody. I'm like, no, you're not gonna do that. Even if you think that, you just tell yourself you're not gonna do that, okay? Because you can't. No, mommy, I'm, mommy, you just don't know. You don't know. This is my thinking. You know, and the last day I was with her, she told me she couldn't ride the – she was going to Victor Valley Community College, and she said she was a uh, – she worked in a learning center where she people needed help as a tutor. You know, if you needed help, she would come help you write papers, do, do all kind of stuff. So she had taken a test that day. I remember I picked her up. She was so distraught. But she had taken something uh, already, but she was so distraught. She said, oh, my God. Because they, they had to make A's. They could not make B's. They had to, her and mother, daughter, they had to make A's if they, they would take the class over and over. So she said, I took a test. They're going to think I'm so stupid, Mommy. Mommy, I, I don't think I did good. They go to everybody, the teacher, when he reads that, he's going to think I'm stupid. I could have did better. I say, okay, you just take it again, okay? No, you don't understand. When he sees that, he's going to think, she is so stupid. I say, he ain't going to think that. He got 30 kids in the classroom plus other and nobody's focusing on just you. He's not going to think that. And, you know, no matter what I say, I guess it wasn't going to work and I remember she came in the house and ran to the bathroom, and she was throwing up. And I said, what's wrong with you? And she said, why are you throwing up? Oh, I just kind of don't feel good. And it, in my back of my head, believe me, I, I was I just didn't push it. Because even, even that night when she wanted me to take her place to go see her daddy, when I, I kept thinking she, something was up. When I got to the hospital, he said he hadn't heard from her all day. I said, oh, my God. I said, and you always hear from her, huh? He said, yeah. I said, she, she up to something. I don't know what. I said, oh, my God. I said, when I get, I got I got to go straight home and go check on her. That's all I kept saying because uh, we tried calling her. She didn't answer. And so when I got, instead of me going straight home, I went to check on the rollaway bed first for him because he he was getting out the hospital, so I went straight to this place right down the street from me, ordered a bed, ran home. I had a key to her room because I knocked on I, – when I knocked on her door, I knew she was dead I, immediately because she wow. – they always, no matter what, say, even in a sleep state, they wake her easy. And I said, I said, she's dead. She's dead. I kept telling myself that, and I found the key, and I opened the door, and I kept calling her name before I walked in the room, and I saw her laying there, but she never responded. And I was like, oh, wow. 
and I called her about five times, and I, I, I kind of tiptoed over to where she was, and I looked at her, and I seen her lips were blue, and I ran out the room, and I, my daughter was in, in the living room, and I said, I think I, I ran around the table. I remember exactly, and I screamed, I screamed, and I hollered, Blaine is dead, Blaine is dead, and I kept hitting Aaliyah as, as I ran around the table. I kept hitting my daughter, Blaine is dead, Blaine, and she said, and I said, wake up, wake up. She said, what's wrong? I said, Blaine's dead. She said, how you know she did? I said, she did, she did. I know she did, she did. And she said, I said, I said call 911, tell them she's dead, tell them to get somebody here. But she called them and said, I think she's dead. So they, they came here under the presumption that she, we thought she was dead. So the police ran in here. He went to pull her up. But she was a little stiff. She was still warm to touch. But when he pulled her, he went down, so she, you know, um, rigor mortis was starting to set oh, in. Cause wow. he, he looked at me, his, his eyes, yeah, his eyes was really big. He said, she, she's not alive. I said, I know she's not alive. I said, I, I knew that when I walked in the room. I was, and, and so, you know, my house was flooded with people, like, asking me the same damn thing over and over. What happened? Well, uh, you know, they ask me like four sets of cops or they just keep asking you the same thing. I guess they trying to make sure it ain't no foul play, but you got to constantly tell them what happened in the midst of your uh, grief or, you know, so. Um, but like I said, Belayla was, I don't know, they they still had to do an autopsy, and we're Muslims, so they had to do an autopsy on her, and um, we don't believe in them. They did a, they didn't do a full autopsy. They do, they did a, and they gave me her body. I was just so uncomfortable with them having her body. I couldn't, I think I didn't sleep my eyes. I look at all the pictures. I look like uh, probably a monster, like my eyes were swollen. I just don't, I look at them pictures. I'd be like, I look like I probably aged about, it's like I couldn't rest until I got her body back. I wanted to put it in the ground. You know, I don't know what, what what was going through my head, but I just wanted to get my daughter's body and put her to rest. Just you know, was that one of the older know. ones? Was that the older one? <laughs> this was no. my youngest daughter. Oh, she was wow. twenty four. Yeah, she was. Oh. She was the baby of the family. Wow, so this kind of hit everybody really hard. I'm sure. Everybody, like, um, even her father, he was in the hospital. So um, he had, like I say, he had stage four prostate cancer that had spread it. It was spreading to his brain. His neck was actually fractured, so it was breaking. And they, they was putting one of those steel racks around his neck. And when my son went to the hospital to tell him he fell out the bed, oh, that's why they had to put the thing on his neck because he – he was caught. He caused further damage. It was just so bad because we were thinking, you know, we everybody I called, they kept thinking he was dead because he was. Because I had already told everybody, oh, you know, but like his father, stage four, he got he got um six months to live. So when I well, I would call people, I was crying, and they was like, oh, is, is he dead? I was like, no, it's hurting. You know, it was, that was just hard, like. No, it's not him. It's her. Like, Belayla's dead. It was just unexpected. Like, everybody was like, wow. 
because everybody I swear that answer said did he did already like no like and then when Tajman she did it the next year like dang like I, I was so mad I didn't know what to do like no you didn't like okay like I I had more anger you know when that happened I don't know I was just mad like you know it, and Tajman didn't come to the latest you know. Was, so by that time, was dad still alive? No. Oh. He was alive when the baby girl died, but he wasn't alive when Tajma died. That, that probably would have killed him because he, he just was different with the girls. Like, they were daddy's girls. They really were. Like, um, no, he died. How long? I think he, she died 2019 November. He died 2019 May. January, February, March, March or March, I think he died in March. So he died. He died the early part of the year. So we had Balayla in 2018. Then we got the Daddy in 2019 and Tajma in 2019. So it was just a lot going on for us. Um, so and my daughters. You know. How the other daughters? How what? How do, how do the other daughters? They're fine now. They they were going through, <laughs> you know. First of all, I'm not a. First of all, if you don't, they're good. The the they they were really uh, going through it really bad. I'm gonna say the first six months, or even just throughout the year, like, I mean, just calling me, they would be like, I'm having a party for, like, it would be their birthdays and uh, Tajma's birthday, Belayla's birthday. They see, I have friends over, and they would be just crying, and I would say, celebrate them, pray for them, do something positive. I say, don't, don't, don't be negative, don't be down and out. Celebrate them. Do something that's going to lift you as well. That's what I would tell them because then I didn't talk about it with them a lot until recently. I'm going to say in the last year I would talk with each of my daughters, well, two of them, and they was like, I'm so glad you talked to me, Mommy, because I didn't know how you felt or I didn't know you felt like this. You know, they just didn't, you know, because I, I'm not a – I don't share my feelings with people. I really don't. As far as my emotional feelings, I don't cry. Like, I, a lady had the nerve to ask me at my at my oldest Tajma's funeral. She said, do you cry? Like, I, you know, I wanted to hit her, like, so bad, like – just because you don't see me crying don't mean I don't cry. I, I just think if people don't know what to say, then don't say nothing at all. That's just my attitude. <laughs> you know, I didn't, you know, I didn't been around a lot of people that died. I don't go up to people and say, oh, my God. Um, you know, I don't, I would never ask nobody that. Do you cry? But they all you think. What would <laughs> Anyway, so I'm just saying, them like, why would somebody, it, anyway, so um, my daughters, we just talk about it. And one of my daughters, she goes to everybody's gravesite and put flowers on their birthday, the birthday, the birthday. Every she goes to the fathers, her two sisters. I'm not a, a graveyard visitor. I just don't believe the body is there. 
I just don't. I, I, I just, I don't feel anything when I'm at a graveyard. I just, I pray. I, I believe there. I just believe in spirits that they're here. They're with me. That's, that's just my belief. And going to the uh, um, graveyard is, you know, even I haven't been up to like, I'm gonna say at least eight funerals where my kids are buried. And sometimes I get in the car and forget. I, I just do. I, I go because I'm not attached to where they are. You know, and then sometimes I go, oh, let me go pray for them. But I, at home, it's, it's constant thinking, constant talking to them. I'm just more connected to them that kind of way. Okay. No. Well, we have a person that would like to make a comment or ask a question. So, <laughs> hi, how are you? And how are you this, this evening, Jenny White? I'm and I am, uh, I'm not going to say I'm enjoying the guest, but she's very interesting in what <laughs> you have to say. I was thinking of something. Um, uh, some things you said she was very, some of your children, they were very shy. Um, uh, and it seemed like they just had to be on top, you know, and all of this. To me, mm-hmm. it comes out like that's a system of pride, a pride that, you know, you can have pride in yourself, but then even when you, you can have a certain pride in yourself, but even when you fail something, you can still celebrate yourself and feel good about mm-hmm. yourself. Their pride, the pride that I hear and the shyness that you say they had, um, reminds me of a friend that my sister had. Uh, it's, it's a pride that you want to destroy yourself like you're not good enough to live if you don't have this certain standard in your life, you know, and that's certain control. Pride comes to me. Pride comes into the uh, to the point where you have to be in control if, and and stand out among the rest. You know, and even even in a time of failure, you you you're not able to laugh at yourself or enjoy yourself. Am I getting across mm-hmm. to you? Uh, what yeah, do you think I about what I'm what saying. Yeah. We had a friend, a very a close friend. He was an attorney. He was a very mm-hmm. good attorney. And uh, he, you know, he um, he had a person. Uh, 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 um, how can I say? Well, he was a friend of he was a friend of my sister. He was an attorney, and um, he he had an alternate life also. But he was very proud, you know, about himself to the point where, uh, when you talked about how, if I'm not mistaken, how uh, your daughter uh, like hung herself, what she did, what he did was he did the same thing on the on the door. You know, he was very, that's the way he killed himself. But a lot of people have said because of the way he carried himself, his pride, his this, his, his uh, interest, his interest in himself was of such that they said he, they're surprised he lived that long. And mm. uh, But he was a very good attorney, yeah. You know, and uh, because he was friends with my sister and the friends of the family. And like I said, he was a very good attorney. He wasn't like you, my sister described him as he is an attorney's, Attorney. In other words, he can advise an attorney as to how to fight cases and things of that nature. He was very good mm-hmm. at it, very, very good at it. But he, but then he like was always trying to destroy himself, and uh, mm-hmm. that's what I'm picking up from it. You know, um, I have a, I worked at, at the social service office for a long time, and I had a worker uh, who uh, was taking care of her grandchildren, and she had one young daughter, one grandchild who she would catch her trying to go down in the basement and hang herself. Well, what's wrong? You know, what's wrong with this? What's, 
with that, you know. But she would always try to go down in the basement and hang herself. And um, mm-hmm. you know, things of that nature. Um it's a, it's an it's 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 almost like an epidemic that's sweeping through, especially the black community. That rate right. of suicide right. that we have. Yeah. It's it's sweeping through, you know. Um mm-hmm. one of those popular bishops that we have, he was talking about a lot of the funerals he's been going through. He said, Wait a minute, you're not giving yourself a chance. You have to humble yourself and give yourself a chance to work through problems that, that come into your life in a positive way. He even talks about how you have to celebrate yourself. Even when you fail, celebrate yourself. Right. Did you learn from that? No, they have to be mm-hmm. right all the time and feel proud so they can't laugh at themselves. You know, he said he went to about mm-hmm. several funerals at once, you know, within, a, I guess, a month's time or whatever, and they were basically suicide um, funerals. What's wrong, you know? We know it's hard out here. We know we've always had it hard. But you'll find a way. Give yourself a chance. You're giving up, and you well, and he points out how. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. I, I think Go ahead. some of us can, but I think I think that some people are just mentally sick. I just believe that. I believe that because I was able to push through whatever barriers there were in my life. And when you talk about pride, I know what pride is because my mother was a prideful person where we weren't hungry, where she didn't ask people for food. So I know what pride is. I didn't I didn't see that in my daughters. I just saw that they wanted and I just had a talk with one of my daughters the other day because I said, You got you can't just make A's. You can't just make A's and, and get upset because you don't make A's. I was just telling her this because she was her and the baby girl were like this. They would just have an issue. I I, didn't, I don't see yeah. pride connected to them. I I know that the daughter, the baby daughter, was sick mentally, and it and and it was no. And you can't just say oh because I did that for ten for five years, ten years. Oh girl, get over this. Do this. I did that. That that don't work with them. Medication did work. It did. It did. It did. It did. It did changed the thought pattern, but they became suicidal with it. And my therapist told me that if you're, if you're mentally ill and you take psychotic medication, you can commit suicide. But if you're not mentally ill and you take psychotic medication and it's telling you to kill yourself nine times out of ten, you're strong enough not to do it. But the weaker people sometimes, well, people that got issues, sometimes they are not. And like you said, people came over my house after that <laughs> that were friends. Mm-hmm. And I remember this little boy came over. He had to be about 22, and he saw my daughter, the baby daughter. He said, oh, I would never do that. He he had some mental health issues. He was put out the house. He he was put out of his house because of religious reasons. They want him to woo. Then he moved in with his girlfriend, and they put him out because he bought a dog there. He came over here and saw my grandbaby, I mean, not my grandbaby, my daughter, and he said, oh, she did that? Because we didn't really know what had happened, if she told her or not. But um, he said, oh, I would never do that. One home, two weeks later, stood on the porch and hung himself. What? But he, he, he was on medication. He was put out the house. He was he was going back and forth with his parents. Yes, because you, I, I just was blown. My my daughter called me crying. She said, "Mommy, you ain't gonna believe this." I said, "What? You remember?" Woo? I said, "Yeah." She said, "Mommy, he went on the front porch and hung himself, and he did that at the house 
where they didn't want him at anymore. But he told them in front of what had happened to my daughter, he said, I would never bring this pain to nobody. I wouldn't. I was just done. I was like, I'm done. I don't, I, you know, I, I'm not the one to be helping nobody. I don't know because people, you, some people, you just, I don't know. They, they need some. When you say real help, like my daughter, like I say, the other daughter, she was going to therapy three hours a day for six months straight. They need to do follow up. You don't just let people go when you know they got this serious mental health issues. Follow up on them. See, see how they doing six months from now. See how they doing. Uh, have somebody, have, you know, put that money into some other use instead of giving it to all these therapists. Have some follow up call to see if they are right. Are you all right? Mm-hmm. Um, tell me, we just dealt with you. Are you all right? That's how I think they should do follow up because I knew my daughter. She called and was, "Oh, mommy, I said, I owe you some money, right?" Like she planned. They she she another one did too. I watched how they was bringing these stuff, cleaning their rooms out, just like they say they do. The last one did the same thing. Oh, mommy, I'm gonna pay mm-hmm. your money. And then, uh, but she, this one was closing out her bank account, and I'm like, and I remember telling my baby daughter, "What you plan on doing? Y'all plan on doing that? Do you?" I remember doing just like this. She said, "No." I said, "Why are you giving stuff away?" I say, "Don't be giving stuff away." And you tell me, mm. "Killing yourself." Oh my, I'm gonna always be with you, just lying, lying. Wasn't gonna be here. Yeah. Hey, you go to, you go tired of me. I'm like, hmm. Anyway, it just yeah. I so know, I guess I look, uh, well, it sounds like. Um, there were signs um, leading up to it. And, you know, just like you uh, mentioned, you know, uh, closing out the bank accounts and giving that mm-hmm. stuff away. In hindsight, mm-hmm. what what other signs were there and what would you uh, have done differently, if anything? I don't know because when – like I say, the youngest one always said she was going to do it. And when she decided to do it, I saw the signs. And I, I asked her. I said, you don't plan on doing that, do you know? Are you sure? I remember going through this with her. I said, oh, no, Mommy, I'm just getting ready to buy me some new stuff. I said, and then she said, then she came and hugged me and grabbed me real tight. And she said, I'm not, I'm not going nowhere, Mommy. You're going to get rid of me. Watch. I said, but you told me you was going to school. You, you're not going to be here forever. She said, I'm going to be with you forever. I said, no, you're not. You know, and that was that was strange, and I was like, and I would just watch her, and like I told you, that was when the father came back and he was in the hospital, so she just was finding her way out. What I would do differently, honestly, at the very end, when I saw her switch them dates with me, when I saw her, oh, you you go tonight, you take my night, cause she didn't plan on having a night. You take my night. I think, because I, I kind of in the back of my mind felt something. I think I would have just probably came home from the hospital that night. You know, because I thought about it the whole time I was there. I would have just left the hospital, came home, because she did it like two or three that morning. So I, I think I, she she probably would have been brain damaged from the concoction, but still I would have stopped it. Um I think that's the only thing I could have done because everything else was so uh, thought out. Oh, no, Mm-mm. no, uh-uh, uh-uh. I said, why Why are you closing out Tajma's bank account? Because she's moving her bank account out here to California. I mean, they just had excuses why they were doing stuff. Okay, she planned on um, coming back out here. I said, okay. 
That was the oldest one. I said, okay. Okay. So the oldest, you think the oldest daughter knew that, you think Cosma knew her sister was had planned to do it when she did it? No. Okay. I don't think she knew because she kept telling her not to. I think she carried out this all by herself without sharing with anybody. Both of them did. Okay. They didn't share with nobody. They just talked about doing it. That was it. And when they were going to do it, they were not going to share that with anybody. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. No. They didn't want to be so stopped. How, it was mission. Yeah. Mm, so how are you dealing with uh, your grief? I mean, that's a lot, you know, the uh, – Two daughters and yeah. ex-husbands. How are you dealing with your group? Just talking about it help you? Um, um, talking about it help me. Hmm. Um, I I kind of deal with it. I like to deal with stuff by myself, really. And it, it ain't. I did talk to my therapist because what happened was. Uh, after it happened, my daughters just, they just, oh, mommy, you need to go see somebody because they all was going to see. I said, I don't need to talk to nobody. Mommy, you need to go talk to. And I was like, I don't need to talk to nobody. And so after a year, I think, uh, I, so this is 2022, 2021. I think I, in 2020, at the during COVID, I say, I'm going to go talk to somebody. And uh, I think the first two visits I talked about my daughters, but I, I like to talk about my daughters like in my car or think about them when I'm by myself and talk to them the way I do it. I, I, I sit down and I go over, I think about my pregnancy, I think about carrying them, I think about them in school, I think about when I took them here. I have so many memories with them. Like growing up, I stayed at home, I volunteered at the school with them. I just got so many memories that I sit and I go through my memories and I talk to them it's with them. I just, wow, you know, and about the decision they made to cross over to the other side. Um, um, and I, and even though I'm scared to deal with people that have went on that side, really, I always, my whole life, I say, don't come see me. Don't come see me if you die. Like, I, I'll be saying things like that. I don't want to see nobody that left here. I find, you know, I'll be like, Taj, remember later, y'all can come see me. You can come, come, just don't scare me, you know. <laughs> I, I mean, like, yeah. y'all can come, nah, just, just stand beside yeah. of me and touch, let me, you know, I just tell them to approach me differently, but. Um, do you ever feel their presence? Uh, you ever, do you ever um, think you do? Is there anything that happens? a bird or a butterfly or something that you, you think, you know, that maybe that's them? No. Or you no. see anybody that looks like them? No. Well, yeah. With Belayla, it's, it's people that look like them that takes me into it. Yeah. With Belayla, Tajma only, because we don't know when Tajma died, like I told you, because they found her body. So Tajma, I had some had some cameras inside of my house. I never had a problem with them, never. And I was in L.A., and these cameras went off. My phone just, I say, wow. I said, this never happened. This never happened. And so I remember 
my husband, he, he said, you want to go home? You think somebody in there? I said, no, ain't nobody in there. Because I would turn them on and look through there. I said, but they went off. Like somebody was moving around in there. And I, and I really think mm. it was the day Taj died. I say Tajima came back and she ran through that house. She ran mm. through that house because I, I just really believe that, that she came through through the house. But I, I also think this, that they don't, they don't know how to, I, I don't know if I'm open to for a visit. Um, All right. But I do. I, I'm sorry. What did you say? No, <laughs> I just uh, I just agree with you. I mean, I understand. You know, not necessarily being prepared for that, or you know, no, not knowing how it would affect you. Now, let me ask you this: um, Did you ever get mad at God? Or you know, um, Allah. Um, no, for never. I did never, never. I did that with my brother. Okay. I had a brother that died at the age of twenty-four. I was twenty. We was right behind each other. I was twenty-five, and I remember he died. And um, was he ill? No, he was he was dealing drugs and he swallowed some cocaine and it came open inside of him. It was one of those deals with him back then. And I remember crying and I remember saying, God, why? Why? And I remember I was in my room and, and something came to me. I don't know if it was God talking to me or what. I remember something came to me and said, no time would have been a good time. If I didn't took him like, 20 years from now, hmm. tomorrow, next week, it wouldn't have been a good time. All right. And I was good. All right. So that's how I deal with death now. Like, I think that's any death that comes. Even my mother, my father, my father died in 2005, my, and I had another brother died in 2003. My mother died in 2015. So I just deal with death like we all got to go, and ain't no time going to be a good time, because that's what was told to me uh, by God. Because that's who I was talking to. And we all going. It's just her turn now. And that's just the way I deal with it. Now, um, are you still in the same house that your youngest daughter died in? Yes, I am. How does does your husband... Okay. How does your husband... uh, How does he react to that? Did he know you? Did you know him? Um, back then, or you met him after? Well, I mean, I, met, how long he, you I knew him when the second, when the oldest daughter passed away, not the first, not in 2018. Okay. In 2019, I, I was before she passed away. Me and him had got married. Oh, okay. So, so you got married after um, your after the uh, older daughter had passed away. Right. Had passed away. No, we got oh, married okay. before, before she, well, we don't even know, like I told you. We don't know because we got married on um, 2019, the, I think it was the 27th of November. I'm not sure if we got married the 27th or 28th because it was Thanksgiving. Uh, it was the day before Thanksgiving on 2019, and they found Tajma on December the 3rd mm. or the 5th. They, her birthday is December the fifth. They found her on December the third. So oh, they wow. don't know when she died. Yeah. Did you yeah, have a ceremony or was a private ceremony or anything? No. When we you had got a married. Funeral. 
No, 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 no I'm no, not. Wedding. No, me and him? No, yeah. no. He wanted to ha- I don't like standing in front of people. I just don't. And I, I did that once. With I got married. I have a son. He's older. I married his father. I really realized I couldn't do crowds. I, I can't. You know, I'm laughing. I'm on the floor. So uh, when I married my second husband, I invited my mother, my sister, and a friend. My father was my father was even mad at me. I said, I just don't want to be standing in front of everybody. So this guy, when I married him, I did, we went down to the justice of the people. We were supposed to have a ceremony later, but I just I don't like doing it. I mean, I don't I didn't want to do it. No, Mm-mm. we didn't know. No, nah, has there you been know, any just, other? Yeah. No, I was just going to ask if there's any other people in your family that um, have had, have been diagnosed with mental illness or committed suicide, anybody else in the family that you know of? On on the father's side, it has been major. Um, My side, dealing with none. None. I, I think my mother has some stuff going on with her, some OCD. I think I have some OCD, but um, I, I'm not OCD. I think I have some ADHD when I was younger. I, I'm pretty sure. And my mother, my mother, she couldn't handle nothing. When I say nothing, okay. nothing. My mother, she just, my mother's patience were real short. She just. She just, if, if you told her, if you say, hey, mom, can you watch my kids? She'd say, yeah, I'll be over there at 8. If I wasn't there by 8.15, my mother would take off and leave. And you call, mom, where mm. you at? You late. Like, my mother really has some stuff going on with her. Like, uh, and she, 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 she had no patience. None. None. You know. Um, <laughs> how much, no, really how much time does she spend with the kids? How much time does she spend with oh, the girls? Oh, a lot. My mother, this is what happened. My mother moved to, I'm, when I moved to Detroit um, back in, uh, I don't remember the year, it's like in the 88, my mother went to, because that's when my brother died. My brother died. My mother couldn't handle it, so she went to Alaska with a, a old boyfriend and moved in the house with him and his girlfriend because she knew him real well, so she, that's how she dealt with her grief of my brother. So my mother went out there and stayed for about four years, and she decided to come back out this way, but she had given up everything of her place to live. So what she did was go house to house. She came to my house. She went to my sister's house. She stayed at everybody's house for like six months. So she spent a lot of time with our kids, cooking, and did that at everybody's house. She did that for about two years until she ended up getting her a place. And then she spent time with our kids even after that, because we was at her house every Sunday. We all, the family always got together on Sundays at my mother's house. You know, my mother was who she was, but we, you know, we loved her, and we still put that time in with her. My kids, the younger kids, chose not to deal with my mother at the end because they said, you know, something wrong with your mama. She got issues. And, I mean, the the younger ones refused to go up to her house because my mother would talk about them and pit them against each other. You know, my daughter, I remember she combed out her little afro, thought she was cute, and my mother's talking about, where are you going? Don't nobody wear their hair like that no more. Where are you going? You ain't going nowhere with us. And I said, leave her alone. Like, my mother was that type of person, just just tear you apart. Like, um and it, it, my kids, they didn't want to have none of it. And I can understand. I told them, just don't disrespect her, but you ain't got to be around her. Don't call her out her name. That's all I told them. Um, 
ahead. I was just going to say, is she no. gone now? Oh, yeah. 20, 2015, she, she, she returned. Oh, right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was the reason I asked. Mm-hmm. She said they didn't go to the funeral? They refused. Everybody kept saying, you ought to make them. I said, I ain't making them do nothing. She should have been nicer. Like, I didn't make them. I didn't make them come to her funeral. They told yeah, me the reason I asked, you know, about the, about the family, uh, do you think mm-hmm. that there were any influences um, from your mother on to, to, the, to the children in any way? Um, or you don't think that, you know, she had any effect on them whatsoever? Because different people have uh, things she differently. She had a major effect on them. Like, my kids had an okay. issue with my mother. Yeah, especially Tom right. was over there with and she called me crying. Because my mother kept cutting okay. lights on Like, so, yeah, I think they had cheap, cheap, yeah. So how are you doing? How are you doing, Aisha? I'm doing good, really. You know, I just take it one day at a time. Really, I do. I um, initially, when the, when the father was here, <laughs> Because we don't, I don't drink, but he was buying, like, on his way out, he just wanted to buy this, buy that, buy this, buy this. And I found myself dipping and dabbing and stuff. Then I just said, I can't be doing this. I can't be doing this. I Because my father was an alcoholic and my, it's just his whole line, it would be easy for me to, you know, go in there and drink and, you know, I, I just, but I'm doing good, honestly. Um, I don't like to be. A lot, like I'm good even if I got a, how can I say this? If people in my life, to me, I I have to fix that too. Like I I need a life that's not stressful. Like don't bring drama here. Don't bring chaos here. Like if if there's stuff going on with you, I need to fix it because I don't function well up under, um, chaos. I need calm, you know. How do you handle stress? Well, initially, what, initially, what, I'm say, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Would you say? No, I was just uh, saying work related, relationship related, or just stress in general, because life is stress. Okay. At times. I um. I I used to work out. That's how I handle stress my whole life. I every morning. Okay. Yeah, I have I had to have exercise in my life, or right. I, I had to. So that's that's how I've always maintained stress. All right. Mm. Yeah, so that's how I've always maintained. And then, you know, got away from the religion, met meet people. You know, then kind of dibble and dabbled in alcohol. Then I, I kind of see that I was grabbing at it, and I think, no, oh, this ain't who I am. Plus, you know, this ain't what I want to do. So I kind of have to let that go go back to what what I was comfortable with. And that, that kind of, you know, because, you know, having my two daughters, I could have had bottles all around here. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was another question you know, I was, you know, going to ask you. If you, you know, did started drinking, smoking, you know, anything behind all that. And I, I don't think anybody could have blamed you if you did. 
I think the only reason why I didn't because I was, like I say, occasionally, and I'm not. I don't hide stuff even around my Islamic friends. Like if I do something, I oh, this is what I do because I figure God see me anyway. I'm out in the open. I don't. Right. I'm not gonna broadcast yeah. what I'm doing. I'm not gonna say, hey y'all, this is what I'm doing. But if somebody say, you know, but um, I, I think I would. I would occasionally do different things, and I knew I had to get a hold of that because it was becoming a habit, you know, okay. it was becoming something that I wanted to do. Like, if I woke up, oh, let me do this. Oh, let me just take this shot. No, I can't do that. And, you know, plus I want to live. I want to be healthy. I want my organs to work. You know, right. I don't, I, yeah, I, that's my number one thing. I'm not, you know, even, and I, I think about that, and I think about my daughter who always say, I don't want to be here. Uh, you know, and I'm kind of constantly saying, I want to be here. So you got to do things to be here if you want to be here. Yeah, that's true. You want to be here and be functional and healthy, you know. Right. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's true. So I'm just... what would you um, advise? Well, you know, let me let me start here first. Are there any, you know, listeners that would like to... Um, ask a question or share a story, you know, um, press the one on your phone and we'll bring you in. And I, you know, definitely want to uh, tell you, thank you for sharing, you know, the most intimate part of your life with us, you know, tonight. I'm, I don't know if it's easier to tell your story, you know, because it's, uh, I mean, that's some pressure right there. I mean, it's, you know, I don't know that a lot of people would be able to handle that, you know, because a parent shouldn't have to bury a child, let alone two. Yeah, that's true. You know, that's true. And so I was this parent before that. You know how people always right. say, I, you know, if something happened, I would, I would take, you can take my life. Like, you hear people say that. You can take my life. Me, Like, I, I was never that parent. Right. I was like, I like living. Oh, don't take my life. I remember thinking that. I was like, ooh, I'm not jumping right. in front of no car. But so I would jump in front of the car. But then when my daughter died, I'd say, wow, that's a, that was just a thought in my head. Because I didn't speak mm. it. I never said I would do All this right. for my child. But I really realized when that happened, I would have done that. I would have done anything. All right. Uh, All right. Mm -hmm. So what would you advise someone who um, has thoughts of suicide? You know, what would you – do you have any advice to them? Um, Or not really. I mean, you know, not that you're an expert, but if there was someone that just – you know, because mental illness is real, you know, and some people – uh, are chemically imbalanced, you know, and sometimes the medication can do it, and sometimes, you know, it's just a chemical imbalance inside of people, you know. Um, uh, but would you advise, do you have any words that you would say to someone who was contemplating suicide? This is what maybe I would don't. say. I, I have some words. I would say that. I would tell people that people really, really, really love them. And they love them more than they want to kill themselves. That somebody loves mm. you more than that, and they really love mm. to kill themselves. Like somebody love you more than that, 
And I, I would think people, I, I would pray that people would think about hmm. talking to that person. Talk to your mom, your dad, your cousin, your sister, your brother, your husband, somebody that loves you because they love you more than you love what you want to do to yourself. That that would be all because mm. it's, it's, it's people love they no, take their life. Yeah. yeah, they leave people behind. They leave the family behind. Now, what signs oh would you? What What are some signs that people should look out for if you know there's someone that they love that may be contemplating it that they don't know what to look for? And I mean, you named a couple, you know, that your daughters mm-hmm. were doing. But what are some signs mm-hmm. people should be aware of? I, I think people that want to take their life, they wear a mask, like they masking, like they they pretend a lot, you know, because mm. they they don't want you to know what they're up to. So pay attention, mm. pay pay close attention to their behavior and and their attitudes changing, and them, you know, just pay attention, like because you you gonna see it right there, whether you. Uh, not able to stop it or not, you go see that there's cha- that change is happening with them in front of you. Like like I was saying, you, the typical thing that everybody talks about is them giving away stuff because they all do that for right. time. Right, right. That's what yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, they pay yeah. they they pay their debts off. Whatever whatever they feel, they don't want to leave behind. Like. They got a friend. They want to mend something with them. Oh, I got to make up to this person. I got to let them know how much I love them. They go and mend everything that's wrong. They try to make all their wrongs right. They don't want to leave this. Mm. Isn't that something that they even think like that? But that's that's still that caring side of them. But then they they will take their lives and hurt you. That's how I know something is wrong with them because it's devastating. Mm. It's the most devastating thing oh, in the yeah. world. They will do this to you, but on the way out, they're trying to fix everything. It's it's unbelievable. It don't make sense. <laughs> it's, I'm going to wow. fix all of this, I'm going to fix all of this, but I'm going to break her heart or break everybody's heart mm. in the interim. It's, it's crazy to me. I know, I, I can't understand it. And I talk to therapists, and they tell me they have patients that they talk to them all day, all night. Next thing they know, they didn't get something. So it's nothing you can say to make wow. them stop it. That's something you want to do. But like you're saying, there are telltale signs where you can do. I have a friend right now. Her, I'm gonna say, I'm not gonna say what it is. It, 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 their child told them they were gonna do this, and I say, believe this person. I say, believe him. Believe. Wow. Him. I say, but have his siblings call. Somebody need to call him all the time. You need to check on him all, all right. the time. Make sure he all right. Just check on him. Pop up in his room. You all right? Don't leave him by himself. Mm. When he started tidying up, say his goodbyes, jump on them. Mm. So I'll say maybe you can you can stop them. I don't know, but it, I, I would not, I would always keep contact with people like them. Never let them be by themselves. Never. I don't care what they get. If they're in your house, nag the hell out of them. Hey. I you heard know, that. You all right? Yeah. Mm. Well, I, yeah, I kind of knew that. I kind of mm-hmm. they give things away and you know mm. all of this stuff. They tie it in. That's what they do. Right. 
So that's amazing to me that they do it. You always Mm -hmm. hear that. I I went to a suicidal workshop and they're saying, and that's what when my daughter did that and my tennis went up, I was like, oh my God. That they it's automatic. It's automatic. You know, they they just they tie up loose ends. They want to clean clean up clean house before they leave. Oh, let me get this here. Let me get wow. this. Let me get everything out there before I leave. They all do that. They that's all, because unless, their mind is made up. Uh, it is that's made right. You write mm-hmm. about that. You write yeah. about that. You write about yeah. that. That's the only way they can do it is if their mind is made up. Other than that, they just thought about it for a moment. They hit. You know. I saw on TV. I live in Victorville. Uh, uh, some young low, uh, young boy hung himself. They kept saying the police did it out here. Oh, my brother wouldn't kill himself. I don't care what they say. They got a video from the building across the street showing the young boy. He's homeless. Oh, Walk up to the tree, tie himself in there, and the tree starts shaking, shaking, shaking. He killed himself. But his his family, somebody, he would never do that. Okay. He homeless. He got to be suffering from some type of mental health issue. Uh, okay. So anyway, but they 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 thought the police did it, but if they wouldn't have had the video, I don't know what would have happened. Wow. That, but people do it. Yeah. And, wow. they, and he didn't have no. He he was fighting with his girlfriend. They claim around the corner somewhere, but he was homeless. He was fighting with her. Walked around. Tied himself up in the tree and hung himself. It was deep. I was like, they showed it on TV because you couldn't see him, but you could see oh, the tree moving, you know, from the wow. shaking. But it was, I was. Well, I'm surprised wow. he didn't take her with him. Huh. <laughs> I think he was trying to prove a point to her. Like, okay, okay, uh, yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> look, 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 I'll be, I'll be back. I'll be, I'll be back. And, yeah, something. Wow. So, you know, but something was going on with him if he did something like that. Some, you go, who would do that? Oh, I'm gonna show her. I'm gonna kill myself. No, I'm not. Right. <laughs> you are not killing yourself to, to prove a point. Uh, right. You know. So. Well, you know, Aisha, I really have enjoyed you, and you know, learned something too, because mm-hmm. you've gone through it. You know, and yeah. uh, it's it's something. It's really something, mm-hmm. and. And I think that um, I think that you're doing well. Now, when did this happen? Was it recently? Mm-mm. It was. One was in 2018. One was 2019. Oh, okay. So you've had some time. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, it's you know it's something. It's a big thing. Oh it's yeah, it is. It really, especially when it happened back to back. I was so mad. I almost didn't have a funeral. This is how mad I was. I said, I'm not going to have no funeral. I'm not going to call people up all over again. Um, like, I got to, oh, my God. It wasn't about her suicide. It was like, I'm doing this again? Oh, my God. I got to wow. hey, go back over here. Like, the first thing I did wow. was put on Facebook. You know, I put on Facebook that Tajma returned to Allah, and everybody thought it was Belayla. They was like, it was, people say, you had another daughter? That that ain't the same daughter? No, another one. Like, and that was, wow. you know, like, and you know mm-hmm. another one? When did this happen? So that, I, and then by her body decomposing, the place had called me and said, oh, you need to bury her now. We need to take her to a grave and bury her because her body is decomposing. And we just had a people come up there without the body. I said, no, I'm not doing that. 
y'all y'all in the body mm. y'all in the business of um uh bodies y'all need to figure out how to right. get our body smell right but i'm not getting ready to have y'all go put my daughter in a grave without just me and my sister then bring people up there later i'm not doing that and Wow. You know, yeah, Who suggested that? They brought her body. I didn't smell nothing. So, you know, they got camphor. You can find ways to get rid of that smell. The cemetery, the morgue don't stink. Okay. And right. They, they right. find ways. Put them in a bag, do something. Hmm. But um, when I, I was told that, I was so mad I didn't know what to do. So I was going through all of that. And plus I was mad because Tajma did this. Like I wasn't like hmm. what I was with Belayla grief stricken. I was mad as heck. Like, no, she didn't. She know I just went to hmm. That so I had to get past that. Like, oh man, oh man. Like I should just have something. Just the family, you know. Then when they call me with that, no, I'm not doing that. So that was just a thought. Like, uh, you know, I was. I, I I just wanted. I don't know. I was just mad that how she go do this, you know. But then I wow. know that they got some. Like, okay, then she want to be where she want to be. That's how I deal with it, honestly. Like, okay, let her go where she want to go and let her see how that is. Um, I was really Did you have the casket open? Oh, no. Mm -mm. Muslims, we we, we shroud. You shroud the bodies. You shroud the bodies. Uh huh. Uh huh. Oh, okay. They were not. They were not. So. Uh, I remember my daughter, other daughter, is like, don't, don't have no Islamic funeral. They weren't Muslim. I said, okay, I'm not having an Islamic funeral. I told all my friends, my kids are not Muslim. None of my kids practice the religion. Uh, but I'm still going to wash and shroud her and put her in the ground. So that's what I did at four at out here, uh, you know, and that stuff is expensive. I did have life insurance policies because I bought them when they were younger. Because this stuff costs you paying thirteen, fourteen thousand dollars to put people out here, you know, in the ground. So you know, mm. repass it just becomes expensive, and I'm I'm like, and then it's you got to go. It just it was just a lot of stuff. I'm the only person going to sign paperwork. I'm the only person making arrangements. I'm doing all this by myself, wow. getting up, driving on So it, I did all of it, you know. So I, I was just mad with Tajma because I just did it. I say, here I go again. Because I had heard of, this guy talk, said, oh, so-and-so, 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 so-and-so had a funeral, and it was just him and his children. And I say, really? Nobody else? I said, I didn't even hear about that. Yeah, they, they had a little private thing. And I said, I could have did that before. But then it, to me, it was like hiding. Like okay. everybody was gonna say, "You got you had a daughter that that when did she die?" I thought that was I don't know in my head. I kept thinking, I felt like if I did that, I would be like, "Oh, you just don't want nobody no time for children." You know, I don't know. I just kept thinking like that. Like, okay, she didn't did this. Not that I shared that, but I wanted people to know she was not here anymore. She her school gave her a whole big old celebration, you know, she was on a full ride. So she had a lot Mm. of people. She went to Cal Poly. She went to all these schools. All these people wanted to, you know, celebrate her life. So, anyway. Well, I thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah, I think... It's uh, therapeutic for me as well, though. I think I get... Okay. It, it helps me get it out, get it out. Every time I talk about it, yeah, I get better and better. You know? I think it helps us, too, because uh, 
Mm-hmm. We didn't know a lot, you know, so mm-hmm. that helps us. And I, I really uh, thank you for coming on the show. Good. I thank you. Thank you. That. Appreciate it. Thank Very you awesome. for inviting Very me. Yes, I have to uh, thank my <laughs> my friend Charmaine. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't don't feel bad. She's listening. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, mm-hmm. I, I I do thank you uh, for coming and sharing with oh, you're us. Welcome. Yeah. So yeah. any other time yeah. that you want to come on, you're more than welcome. You're no, okay. more than thank welcome. You. Okay. And, and, <laughs> yep. Is there something mm-hmm. uh, that you would like to go out with, or are you good? No, I'm good. I think I just said it all. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you very much. Miss Lucy, what do, you, what do you have to say? Well, I'm so thankful that she did share with us because I'm going through something with one of my children, and uh, mm-hmm. trying to deal with that, uh, that, that, uh, some of the same issue. And uh, just thank mm-hmm. you very much for sharing with us and allowing us to share with you also. I really appreciate it. To be an open, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you, ma'am. And co-host. Well, I'd just like to, you know, um, just, you know, say we pray and, you know, ask God to lift the spirit of uh, death, mm-hmm. you know, and mental illness on, you know, us and the surrounding community and, and everyone that uh, has mm-hmm. that spirit, you know, where they want to do that. And, uh, you know, definitely praying for you, Miss Aisha, you know, and, and for your strength. Yes, and very much dealing so, yeah. With, um, yeah. Dealing with that uh, devastating losses in your life and um, just would like to say, you know, thank you for sharing. And um, and behind that, everybody have a great holiday weekend. <laughs> oh, the, thank the, you. The, the holiday well, coming up. Yes, and before I go, I'll just uh, leave you guys with this. Memories remind us that nothing lasts forever. Time mm-hmm. is precious and should not be wasted. Enjoy life and remember, don't count the days. Make the days count. And having Mm. said that, I'd like to say good evening. And, yes, have a good Labor Day or whatever. It's almost Christmas, guys. So start saving up them dimes. (laughs) Save up them dimes. (laughs) Okay, then. Good night. Good night. Good night. Let's talk about it with Jenny White. Good night. Thanks so much. Good night. night. You're welcome.